Yeah, you know what time it is. It's time for Bo and Nick, the losers with a dream. Uh-huh. <sighs> what a waste of time. Yep, they're losers. You're listening, so who's the freaking loser, people? Welcome to Bo and Nick's Losers with a Dream. Yeah. I freaking hate them so much. The look at their funny because they suck at everything. You're listening. The question is, why? Hello and welcome to the Losers with a Dream <laughs> podcast. We are losers and we got big dreams. Hey. I am your host, the creator, the brains, the powerhouse. <laughs> <laughs> big Scopaletti, a.k.a. at Nick Scopes on Instagram. Oh, God. A.k.a. Daddy, a.k.a. A.k.a. Bald Freak, who I let do this with me. I'm Bo McDowell. I'm the actual writer of the show. He's the artist. I'm the artist. You'll know he's an artist because when he posts jokes on TikTok, he holds a microphone when he does it. Even though there's one built into the iPhone, right? Stupid ass. Whatever. You can follow me at Bo McDowell Comedy, B-E-A-U, because I'm French and I'm hot. And he put comedy in the name because you wouldn't know otherwise, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Stop You're it. cute, dude. Let's fight. I'm going to get into a physical altercation on camera. How are you doing? What's going on Shut with you? Shut up. We got to we gotta <laughs> go into the first segment. Nah, dude. Because that's the way the show works. What's our first segment, It's Bo? the mental health check-in. Cool. We're crazy. We're a couple of guys who are... Why am I doing John Mulaney? Yeah. <laughs> We're crazy. We're no. a couple of guys. You're not no. as smart or as rich as that guy. No, so absolutely not. Or talented. But we have a lot of problems. And a lot of things come up in our life. It's more 60-40 you. So when we start this podcast, we try to let the people know where we're at. So, Nicholas, please start. Where are you at today? I am feeling pretty good. We're doing the mental health check-in real quick. Let's just say we don't do scale of 1 to 10. We do fun shit. You know, we compare it to things. Yes, now, you know, I've been a little distracted as yeah. of late. As you guys have noticed, my brain's been all over the place because it's small and it doesn't work well a lot. And I blame my dad. You're talking about your brain or? <laughs> <laughs> we all know that's not true. <laughs> Southern Italian. Anyways, listen. Okay. So, <laughs> so my mental health check in. I'm feeling pretty good, man. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling like Robin Williams and Hook. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he was having like like a kind of you know he was a lawyer and he was upset and like oh I'm an adult and I don't like this. But now I think happy thoughts and I can fucking fly, baby. I'm ready to go. I feel good, dude. Yeah. I'm focused. Get rid of clutter yeah. from not like physical clutter, but just mental clutter. Shit I needed to get rid of and stop focusing on. And I feel great. Nice. I feel good, dude. Can I be one of your lost boys? You. I found you. <laughs> I want to find your belly button. You you love Hook, man. You got so excited. I was like, I like, I was like in tears. I was this movie. I was like, this is so great. <laughs> Dude, the scene where they where they're eating like the the fake like there's nothing there. Then yeah, the, like, yeah. it's like that like play doh color shit. Yeah. When I was a kid, I was like, I want to eat that. <laughs> you don't know what it is, but it looks so good. Yeah, yeah. like so good. Yeah, I just imagine Robin Williams just all. Geeked up on blow, just flying around some <laughs> some studio in L.A. It's like, just him I'm going to be Peter Pan. Yeah. Everyone's like, I don't know, man. This guy, I'm not sure if this is going to play. There's 40 kids on set. He's like, all right. <laughs> Thinking happy thoughts. Uh, but I mean, honestly. Dustin Hoffman. 
is such a talented I cast. mean, the best, dude. Yeah. Dustin Hoffman tries to steal his kids. It's so messed up. Yeah, yeah. It's probably going to be you. It's but. true. I, I do like to steal children. <laughs> <laughs> Good start. By the way, I told one of my buddies, I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, I was thinking about getting that Ford Bronco. And he goes, and he goes, uh, you would look like a child molester in that car. <laughs> and then it ruined it for me. I was like, thank you. Good. I was like, thank you. But also kind of mean. Yeah. <laughs> kind of hurt. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> So how are you doing, you well, fucking bitch? Yes, I must check in. This is the time where I check in now. Oh, uh, <laughs> I feel Fingers like off. I feel like Tony Soprano because I'm fat. I'm having panic attacks, and I'm getting my pipe cleaned by every two-bit goomar who can fit a straitjacket. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm living a fast and loose lifestyle, and I am neither fast nor loose. <laughs> Well, you are loose a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm slow as shit, and I'm wound tighter than a girl's lacrosse stick. Okay? <laughs> Let's be real. So, you know, I don't know. That's such a Fairfield County joke. <laughs> <laughs> the lacrosse stick. They're like, what? Yeah, girl's yeah. lacrosse stick. It's because they don't have the scoop or whatever yeah. the fuck it is. Woke up this morning. <laughs> got myself an ice cream. How many How many ice creams am I going to eat before how I just accept that I'm trying to kill myself? How many have you had? Every night. <laughs> Every single night. It's a milkshake. It's an Oreo with this or that. I That's can't true, help it. dude. At the diner, Soft serve. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I love a good soft serve, you know, I'll with you the sprinkles. Serve <laughs> right now. Turn the cameras No, off. but I'm fine. Okay, listen, I haven't had my journey moment in the diner yet, you know. But I am. I want to put my mother I in a home. I hope you get killed tonight in the diner. That'd I want to put my mother in a home. Okay. <laughs> I'm. I am sick of. She keeps calling. She calls every day with, uh, "How are you doing financially? Are you seeing anyone?" It's like, Mom, I'm in Shelton, Connecticut, screaming into a camcorder, <laughs> sitting next to a guy who does sit-ups for a living. Yeah. It's not going to plan. It's not working out, Ma. Okay. I don't know what to tell you, Ma. Does she ever say, "Well, you got yourself here, right?" <laughs> Didn't help yourself. Did she ever say that? No, she's always she's always like, well, you, you, Bo, you just have a different path. It's like, I don't know what path you're talking about. <sighs> Yellow brick road. That's your fucking She's out path. of her mind. But yes, but I'm okay. And the panic attacks have calmed down a little bit. Okay. And, um, you know, I believe in myself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have you have you have you passed out at all from your panic attack? No, no, I haven't. But the best scene in the Sopranos ever is after he meets after he meets the charcoal briquette of, <laughs> of a cat. After he meets the, the black gentleman who is his daughter's girlfriend or yeah. boyfriend. Yeah. He's in his kitchen and he opens the, the cabinet Uncle and he Ben's. sees Uncle Ben's and then he just goes down. That's one of the funniest, one of the funniest moments. I think the best one is when he's listening to a CD and it starts to skip, yeah. and he just goes, "God, mother!" and starts hitting the center console, and then has a panic attack, and then slowly gets into a car accident. Honestly, but it's like at, it's like at five miles an hour, like, yeah. he, like and he just rolls into like this thing. Honestly, every week I could be Tony Soprano every single week because it's just he's Dude. so relatable. I, I yeah. started rewatching because the you know the new thing was coming out, so I watched Many one episode, yeah, and I and it's with him, and he's got the Prozac and the lithium, and he's sitting in his uh, shower with no shower on, just sitting there, yeah. and he's got the robe on, and the camera starts to like almost contort a little bit, and you can see that he's like completely out of it, yeah. and it it shocked me back because one I took lithium back in the day. 
and it messed me up really yeah you think i'm fat now lithium i was strictly hawaiian shirts at that point yeah what is it the medication itself or the medication made you eat the medic no it was really just the medication itself i just blew up because it just adds it's like it's like straight salt so you just start retaining water and you just get big jesus really yeah not good not good Ooh, that's the last thing you need you know what this is a good conversation to start to let people know what we're going to be talking about today. Vulnerability. <sighs> Which, by the way, a... I've had a really hard time pronouncing that because we've been saying it so much. The vulnerability. Sean, <laughs> <laughs> like you got mobs in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who is Brody? Who is Brody? Yeah. <laughs> what are you, stupid Boy. or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite. But, um... No, we're going to be talking about vulnerability today. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, very important topic. It's but good. we got to talk about who we fell in love with. Dude. Oh, my God. I completely went right on. through that. <laughs> there he is. Was, Comedy yeah. legend said <laughs> you suck. <laughs> my mental out, health Lisa. just Come on dipped up. again. <laughs> yeah, you almost fucking... We went over the best part. So, well, dude, who'd you listen. fall in love with, man? Okay. Go, Bo. All right. I'm going to let you redeem yourself. Go I'm going to try. Okay, listen. I did not... <laughs> fall in love with my neighbors who keep throwing parties every goddamn weeknight i mean i get it you're young and you still think bush light tastes good but if i have to hear if i have to hear buy you a drink by t-pain one more time i'm gonna put my fist through the wall and choke every one of you preteen pieces of shit out if you wore a red shirt you'd be like the kool-aid guy <laughs> bust it through the wall oh yeah <laughs> I'm relapsing. <laughs> yeah. No, but I just can't do it. Like, their joy drives me insane. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because, like, I get it. It's a big joke. They're, you know, they're they're feeding each other Smirnoff ices and butt chugging and doing all that stuff. <laughs> and that's great. And you know what? That's great. But it's not a big joke for me because I have to sit in a church basement every night and stare at a beige wallpaper and think about how my life was taken me by Jim Beam. Okay? <laughs> I got real, real problems. And I hate hearing how wonderful it is to be 20 and young and happy and having your parties in your flip cup and fuck you. I'm sick of it. <laughs> So that's what's going on so with me. So you're doing okay. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Hey, man, don't live on Washington Street <laughs> in South Norwalk. Why are you telling people where I live? No it's one cares. Yeah, dude. <laughs> people. Who's going to... Sh- hey, anyone going to go show up at this guy's place? Maybe. Probably not, right? Because it's probably Please disgusting. Do. I'll make you something nice. Just follow nice. the scent of goldfish. <laughs> Just follow the fucking scent of goldfish. We can have goldfish. cheese and crackers yeah. and watch... The Sopranos. Watch this dude eat rice cakes and apricots. Like, hey, what's up? <laughs> like a bear. I love I'm it. sober, but like, you can have a beer if you want. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who did you fall in love with this week? Uh, this is a kind of like a two-parter here, but whatever. So I'll tell you who I did not. Yeah. We're, we do a lot of who didn't we not fall in well, love with. Lately, think about lately we've been a bit angry. We've been, we've been angry. <laughs> Ever since that anger episode, it's been spiraling. But let me tell you why. So I did not fall in love with the dating app Hinge. Mm. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm going through the app, right? I'm trying to see who I'd like, whatever. And it's just, you know, and I'm not trying to be mean here, but the pickings are slim, right? It's not great. <laughs> And I was getting upset. And then 
hinge, those assholes, they dangle the hot chicks in front of you. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, oh, this is getting better. And then it stops you and goes, you're out of likes for today. <laughs> if you want to pay $30 a month, go ahead. And I'm such a lonely loser. I said, hey. You did it. Let's do it. <laughs> because it was, because I fell in love with the girls on the screen, some Brazilian girl in Fairfield. If you're listening, who, by the way, doesn't exist. Yeah. Good job, Hinge. I hope it's a guy. Yeah. I hope it's a Brazilian guy. It's like, what's up, baby? Yeah. Hey, but I'm trying to find her. Okay, <laughs> it got it, they duped me. It's duped. like you go to the butcher and they're like, "Hey, we got this prime rib," and they come out and they're like, "Just kidding, it's chicken hearts." And you're like, "Flank fuck. steak again?" Yeah, you get flank, you get flank steak. This is what's left over. It's sausage we use. We killed four different animals. We put it in casing. It's not even a real thing. You know what I mean? They just dangle it in front of you, right? And it's upsetting. And now I'm out thirty dollars. Okay. And I'm broken homeless. <laughs> <laughs> I had it all. <laughs> Just the idea of you sitting there swiping and be like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Start putting on death metal. I'm going to do, yeah, do it, dude. I'm ready. This is what happens. Oh, my God. So now. <laughs> now we do Now the we're going to take a break. Yeah. And we're going to come back. And we're going to be less funny, funny and more vulnerable. But still funny. And boneable. Boneable. I'll be right back. This episode of Losers with a Dream is not brought to you by the new Sopranos movie. Hey, they won't listen to the podcast. We're not going to see that piece of shit. Hello and welcome back to the Losers with a Dream podcast. We are losers and we have big dreams and even bigger hearts. Mm -hmm. I feel my heart is full today. And tushies. (laughs) (laughs) Is that more professional? (laughs) Say tushies. Tushies. Uh, And today we are going to talk about our topic. Yes. Vulnerability. Being vulnerable. Yes. This, I'm going to let Bo, because Bo is the resident expert on vulnerability because he practices it four to five times a week at these top secret meetings that we can't talk about. He's in the CIAA. Very good. Very good. Okay. Oh, that was cute. All right. right. So talk about it, you sensitive man. How do we come to the subject? What happened? Yes. So, you know, we were, we were sitting at the diner, our headquarters, and I looked over to you. I looked over to you. And I, I gave you a compliment because I felt I, you know, sometimes I'm a little bit hard on you and for no reason, really all the time. Honestly, I do this to a lot of my friends. I'm just very like mean and also it changes, I'm alienating it changes a lot of within, people in my life. Yeah. <laughs> no. It changes with each sentence. I know it's not it's good. Anyway, I'm very go bipolar. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so I, I looked at Nick and I was like, I need to, I was just, it was time for me to pay Nick a compliment. And I, I told you how much I loved you and how important your friendship is to me. And I could see just the uncomfortability shark swimming in that head of yours. Like you looked like, you looked like, like I would, I like walked in on you naked. You know what I mean? You were just like, okay. I would prefer that. <laughs> But you had <laughs> you had this look on your face that you were just like, oh no, like don't do this now. You know what I mean? And um and so I thought it was a great thing to talk about because it is really hard to get vulnerable with someone, even somebody that you're very, very comfortable with. Um Oh yeah. 
And I mean, uh, it's easy to start with parents because, you know, I know for me, like my father, like for the most part, we do best when we're talking about sports. And I think that that is something that is familiar to a lot of, you know, father son relationships where it's just like, if we don't have a game on or uh, a sport to talk about, the most of the times I've seen my father cry is during sports movies, right? Like Rudy, he cries. Miracle, he cries, right? But like he loses his job in 2008, didn't shed a tear. You know what I mean? So like serious things will happen to him or happen to me and I, he won't exhibit any sort of like actual feeling but we're watching a guy who you know is walking on at notre dame in a disney movie and he's like oh my god we have you made it you know what i mean so like the it's, Irish, it's very it. it's very interesting what we're okay with being vulnerable about or what we're we feel will allow ourselves to cry at um because you know for the most part being vulnerable leads to a lot of really really good things um, most of the things that I have in my life are because I said I need help, right. which is probably the hardest sentence to say, right? It's just being like, oh, I, I lost uh, much, you know, I, I, I don't know how to live. I need help. It's one of the most vulnerable things you can say, yeah. you know, and, and I remember when I even like when I started going to these top secret meetings, um, like in the very beginning, when I would share at like a meeting, I would always be looking to get the laugh. Like we would be reading like a, a chapter in a book and I would be going through the book, seeing where I could get a laugh. Like, okay, where, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I can say that. And then after that, I'll say this. And I would be timing out my share for, you know, two minutes and I'd be going, all right, this is how many laughs I can get. And then it would come around to me and I would do jokes. And, you know, people would laugh, you know, it was cool, but I, um, I certainly was using that to mask the obvious problems that I was having at that time, because nobody is, you know, going to a 12 step meeting, uh, because things are going great. You know what I mean? Like there's not a lot of people signing up to go hang out in a church basement with a bunch of other, you know, 40 and 50 year old men and, and talk about their feelings unless things have hit a wall. Right. Yeah. So, you know what i really needed to be saying in those in those moments and in those shares was like putting my hand up being like dude i don't know what i'm doing i'm scared i think i'm gonna drink i had a drunk dream or i had this happening or this triggered me or whatever right like those are the things that i should have been sharing but because vulnerability was such a foreign thing to me i it was way easier for me to get a laugh because if people are laughing then they're not paying attention to me directly right they're laughing at the thing that i did not at me and i think you know it's a big reason why i started doing comedy was because i was like i was like oh i can push it away right i can push it away and i didn't start doing well at comedy until i allowed them to see me right yes and we're feeling more comfortable probably too yeah so or you just, were just like here i am Yes, and just understanding who I was was such an important part of being able to do comedy, right? Like, it's such an important part of being vulnerable. It's hard to be vulnerable if you do not know who you are, right? Because then who are you showing? Right. What are you allowing people to see? Yeah. Um, and the most vulnerable thing you can say is, I don't really know who I am, right? It's another, it's another great sentence where it's just like, yeah, that's true, and that's okay, 
there's a lot of people that do not know who they they are. Still do. Grown yeah. adults. Oh, that's the creepiest, right? It's tough. It's yeah, you know. It's tough when you like go. I remember I went out to dinner with a friend a few weeks ago, and we went to a restaurant in Trumbull, Prime One Eleven. Yeah. And there's some guys in their fifties and sixties that clearly haven't give up, given up the Jim uh, Tan laundry lifestyle. <laughs> 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 they're going hard. They're going. The younger girls are like, yo, you come here a lot. They got sticks for legs. They're jacked. <laughs> They're like gray hair. They're like kind of handsome dudes, but like yeah. they still go tanning. They stand there like this. Oh my like god! Twenty-one-year-olds at, at uh, in downtown New Haven, and you're like, wow. Yeah. I looked at my buddy who's married. I go, I go. That's gonna be me if I don't find someone quick. Yeah. <laughs> He's I, like, we'll figure it out, buddy. <laughs> no, I really no. think that's gonna be you if you just don't allow yourself to be yourself. You know, because if those guys were honest with themselves, they'd be like, I'm tired. I'm in my 60s. What the fuck am I doing at a bar right now? I'm on steroids. (laughs) I'm confused. My hormones are all over the place. Yeah, I don't want to have sex. I want to be fed Cheerios. (laughs) (laughs) They're just looking for Mrs. Wright so they can settle down and just like, I want to eat pasta and be comfortable. Yeah. yeah. They want to gain relationship weight and that's fine. And yeah, and that's really okay. And then there's also the guy who, I mean, that's such a great example, but just the guy who never sheds that that initial shell, right? He like Mm -hmm. never lets it go to the point where he's just terrifying because, you know, he's... Uh, addicted to getting out of himself, right? Yeah. Whether that's alcohol or drugs or, uh, you know, shopping or, or, or even like, you know, uh, like, like anime or something like that, where it's just like, I can just get into this world and I don't have to live in the real world and actually be myself. Right. right? I'm sure there's plenty of guys in their fifties and sixties who are addicted to world of Warcraft and haven't seen sunlight in six months. You know what I mean? Like horrifying to think about those people exist (laughs) and it's, and you know, there's nothing wrong with any of, there's nothing wrong with alcohol. There's nothing wrong with drugs. There's nothing wrong with playing video games or, you know, going out to the bar or whatever. It's, it's when you're using these things to completely hide, you know, and that's such an obvious, it's so obvious when someone's hiding, it's so clear and it's crazy when you watch stand up because stand up really should be the one thing where you can't hide. It's but you could you could tell immediately if someone doesn't know who they are on yes. stage or if they're doing if they don't know, you know what I mean the audience knows too yes they know immediately yep. who's they're like ooh okay this guy's or girl is forcing something on us that's not really yeah the, well they're I mean? just forcing a personality or a you know or a, a, just a list of things that they maybe saw that they're going oh that's funny so I'm gonna put that out there right. but none of it's authentic so it doesn't resonate with anybody because it's like who who is that why why do i care you yeah know? absolutely i yeah. know um you talked about your dad with my dad we're getting better at that stuff thankfully my father knows nothing about sports <laughs> yeah that's true. i played them my whole life he could care less he's like so the ball what do they throw it <laughs> and you know what do you do you just you push you block people in the on the game he doesn't care doesn't how do you know. get the points yeah. yeah what are the points like <laughs> you like two tree whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no even like my just being vulnerable with my dad it's still i still have trouble um he'll be like yeah you know he's like you know i love you and i'm proud of you and i'd be like yeah you're you're stupid yeah. I, like i have to deflect which i hate as i'm doing it i'm like come on yeah just, just let it, give let the it guy, be a moment yeah. like you know what i mean and and this kind of brings me i have a million notes here but one of the things i wanted to talk about was um you know, we're talking about being vulnerable with other people. But mm-hmm. first, 
you got to be vulnerable with yourself. Like you said, being yeah. able to say, I need help. I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. Um, we did, a few of us were, you know, writing some stuff. We did this exercise where you had to, I talked about, for me, it was my mom's death. Basically, you draw a thing, you draw spider webs, feelings, notes, whatever, right? Right. My mom died when I was six. I've been talking about it for the last 27 yeah. years. And I'm fine talking about it. If people ask me questions, I never have an issue. But sitting <clears throat> alone yeah. with myself in silence, yeah. circling, writing mom's death, and then thinking about all the branches and the feelings. Yeah. And, and I remember a lot for being yeah. so young. I remember a lot of things. And I started to lose it. Yeah. I was just alone. And I was like, but I've talked about this. Why? Yeah. Why sitting here writing it on a piece of paper? Why is this, why is this bringing all this stuff up? Yeah. And I think because I'm always, and you know that we're always like, I'm going for the joke or distracting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm a person who needs almost like constant distraction. To right. Just like, okay, you know, kind of right. keep your homeostasis and not upset yourself or whatever. So also, for me to sit in silence yeah. and do that. And I was like, oh, shit, there's some there's some things here. Yeah. You know, that you think, like, oh, it's so long ago, I'm fine, whatever. Yeah. And, and I am. But, like, you know, to sit there in silence and kind of really mull it over was um, interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I did one about my, uh, my suicide attempt uh, today. I did that. And... Uh, you know, just like just thinking about the moment, you know, and thinking about the the tears and even like what I was wearing and all these very like specific details that really put you back in that moment. Um, they they make you feel very like seen all of a sudden. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. I I can see myself and I'm like I want to cover it up. And it's something you've talked about. Yes, it's something a I've talked times, about. But now but, you're writing it. I, yeah, I'm writing it, and and absolutely, it's like I'm sure you with your mother's death. It's like someone goes, "Oh, your mom died," and you go, "Yeah, she was a pain in the ass," or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just immediately hit it with a joke. Yeah, you know. And oh, I have, and I do that all the time too. Like yeah. if if someone you know if someone even like brings up, "Oh, you're sober," I go, "Yeah, I'm weak," or something like that, and I just <laughs> always throw. Yeah, I always th <laughs> I always throw something. You know what I mean? Just because like. I, I don't want them to fully see me and it's it's easier for them to laugh at me uh, or laugh at what I'm saying uh, than them to then for me to be also it feels very like uh, if it, it feels like I'm I always feel like I'm wasting somebody's time if I talk about something that's very serious or something that is a vulnerable topic I go I go what, what are the, why would they want to know that about me or or like uh, why would I talk about that I'm just being self-indulgent right that's always the thing that comes up where I'm like Oh, don't don't say that you went through this right now because the, then she'll judge you or he'll judge you and now and now all of a sudden you know it's it's not about me being vulnerable it's about what the person will uh, react to and you can't control that I can't control how they react to what I say vulnerability is is amazing because you do it and then you let the results happen 
Yeah, I talked about this with you guys Sunday, and I was. It's so weird. It's like it's so weird. Every time we come up with a topic, yeah, it's like that week things start to come around that yeah. topic. Like I'm not kidding. Like it came up in therapy this week, and I was yeah. like, "What's happening?" Yeah. Like was this this podcast is an episode of fucking Twilight Zone. Yeah. Like it's like every time we talk about something, it ends up happening to us that week. Yes, right? absolutely. So I was reading a book. I know, shocking. I can read. I was reading a book. Um, it's by this ex Navy SEAL. He was talking about leadership and all these things, right? Now, he's talking about there's horizontal leadership and thought, which yeah. is short term. You're just basically putting out fires. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then vertical leadership and thought, which is better for you in the long term. Right. And I think about all the like things we've talked about, relationships, pain points with you know my grandmother, ex-girlfriends, whatever. And I was just putting Band-Aids on things. Like you just said, that's why it yeah. reminded me. You're just like, in that moment, make the joke, stop the bleeding. Yes. There you go. Get out. Right? Yeah, get out. But... I think about all those scenarios and like, for example, like when, you know, two of my ex-girlfriends brought up my father's job and then he's yeah. got money. The thought of me being able to go, okay, uh, you know, you know, that really hurts my feelings. Yeah. Like I, I love you. I do want to be in a relationship with you, yeah. but this is my father we're talking right. about. And if you can't, if this bothers you and you can't whatever, then yeah. I don't think we should be together. Like, even though it's not. Like the thought of it right now is like, oh, yeah, that would have been so good. Oh yeah, it yeah, would have yeah. just felt so much better than me being like, yeah, no, I mean, it's like, <laughs> like just like this panic. It yeah. would have felt so much better had I just been like, that's fine. Yes. Um, but this really hurts my feelings, mm -hmm. and uh, we can't be together. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, it would have been extremely empowering. It would have given you power over that moment and about that story that you tell yourself and all that stuff. I mean. You know, I when it comes to women in relationships, um, I really think a, a very vulnerable statement is just asking a woman on a date. It is such a scary proposition. You know what I mean? They ha like because yeah. because you're opening yourself up for rejection, but you're also opening yourself up for them to just see that you like them. And it's so important for us as dudes, a couple of dudes. <laughs> Uh, to to be like bros, yeah. <laughs> like fucking men, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I had a steak earlier today. It's all good. I read a book the other day. It's called Iron for Dummies. You know, <laughs> and no, no. Bo read a book. It's called How to Iron Your Shirts. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're Just off kidding. Topic Didn't now. read it anyway. Go but ahead. but yeah, there's this there's this conditioning as a guy where you're like you're like don't let her see, you know, don't let. Don't let this girl see how you actually feel because then you could get rejected and then you might not look cool to the other guys, which, as we all know, that is the most important about. thing. I'll tell you what, that I can care less about. But the guys, <laughs> well, I'm talking about I'm talking about like early, like, you know, obviously oh, like teenage years. Yeah. Obviously, oh, yeah, now yeah, we're better whole, than that. But now like, I could give a shit. But like, <laughs> yeah, but yes. when you're when you're in that situation in like a lunchroom and you're a kid, oh, it's yeah. all about everybody liking you. Oh, so anything yeah, that dude. could risk them seeing you yeah. is terrifying. Yeah. There was this great, there's this great family guy episode where this, <laughs> no, hold on, I'm sorry, but this kid, they were at the lockers and this kid goes, uh, or maybe it was big mouth, but the kid's like, like, yeah, like that's really scary. And then he starts crying. And one of the other kids goes, Oh my God, stop. Everyone can see your feelings. And it was <laughs> amazing. It was like one of those great jokes that just totally points out what it was like to be like that when you were a kid. Yeah. You know, because it's just like, oh, like, uh, you imagine like a kid crying in class. You'd be like, oh, what's wrong with him? 
Like, what's going on? Is there something going on there? And then all of a sudden, everyone's talking, and it's like, you know, Bo showed his feelings in art class today. And Dude, is there anything worse than when you're a kid and, like, say something happens to you on the playground or whatever, and you start crying? No. Everyone immediately is just, like, just staring at you. (laughs) Yeah, because... is there anything worse? Girls, it's like, honestly, they could, like, get away with it, like a girl crying about something or getting hurt, but, like, a boy... No. And other boys are like, like I remember getting, I remember playing touch football in fourth grade and getting the fucking wind knocked out of me. <laughs> to where I was like, <laughs> on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone was like, you all right? I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Just crying hysterically. <laughs> I'm good. Yes. Run inside. <laughs> no, I'm just getting windsprints in, dude. I'm not in good this shape. This is just extra workout. Yeah. I just need extra workout. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I can relate to that, man. You know what I mean? Where, you know, there were plenty of times, and I think it got worse in college when I was continuing to just drink and kind of keep like fortifying that shell, you yeah. know, but like going out to the bar and just being and just not not like connecting with anyone because I couldn't let anyone see what was actually happening. You know, meanwhile, it's incredibly obvious that I'm having a nervous breakdown. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's what's funny is that like we hide vulnerability all the time, but for most people, especially as you get older, you get worse at hiding it. We can all see your feelings. You yeah. know, I can see when you're having a bad day within a minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, there's there's really nowhere to hide. It's it's such a liberating and positive experience when you just go, you know, yeah, I'm having you know, I'm having a tough time and yeah. I don't know what's happening today. Yeah, I was, you know, I was diving deep on um I do this whole week's been wild. Been like yeah. prepping for this episode all week. Like, okay. <laughs> like just thinking about I these too many notes here, but yeah. one of the things that was bothering me last week when we left we left the diner last week after we recorded was talking about uh like in comedy. Like I always wondered why like I you know, I'm doing what I need to do, but also like why aren't I pushing harder? Right. And I keep I'm like am I like I'm not lazy. I'm not a lazy person. Yeah. I'm just like what am I doing? And then the more and more I was thinking about it and writing things down, I, I'm just afraid to be vulnerable. Like yeah. I'm, I'm. You're so good at it. Yeah. You are literally like, buzz on like a training regimen <laughs> four or five times a week, essentially, yeah, yeah. right? For being yeah. vulnerable, and that's why like you're asking to, hey, can I get me on this show, get me on yeah. this show, talking to people, doing things. And I'm like, why aren't I doing that? Well, and then yeah. I'm thinking like, well, the thought of like putting yourself out there and then just being shut down. That's what I kept yeah. thinking about. I was like, what is bothering me about this? And well, that's it. It's all about ego, right? Because if you stay, um, to use a term from, you know, uh, that I hear all the time in meetings, but it's staying right sized, right? It's understanding that, that you're not that important. Right. And when I have that mindset, vulnerability is very easy. You know what I mean? It's so easy for me to hit up, hit someone up and be like, hey, you know, we got a guest spot on that show or, you know, I really liked your podcast. Do you think I could come on and be a guest or just things that for the most part are hard to ask for? It's like when I when I think about who I am and I think about like, oh, I'm just not that important or I'm just like, you know, my ego isn't so big that him saying no will hurt me. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because your ego... The only reason why you don't want to do it is because your ego is in the way of being like, if the, if they say no, then all of a sudden I, I have, I'm hurt. I'm going to feel if, bad. Or if I get on the show, what if I don't do well? What if right. like, I start thinking about things that aren't even like, yeah, you <laughs> like, start going, nothing's th- happened yet. 
Yeah, I'm thinking about every worst case scenario possible. <laughs> yeah. What if my car breaks down? The way there? No, I don't think about that. But like all this wild shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it, man. I love you, man. I love you too. And I think this is a perfect time to take a pause. We're going to take a pause and we are going to bring on our life coach, mentor, and local fitness celebrity now. <laughs> World-class dancer, Lisa Lampanelli. <laughs> This episode of Losers with a Dream is not brought to you by Bud Light. Bo hates Bud Light because he's the opposite of light. What I'm saying is, he's heavy. Hello and welcome back to the Losers with a Dream podcast. We are losers and we got big, old, vulnerable, deep, hairy, hairy, (laughs) sweaty dreams. (laughs) <laughs> it is a heat wave, so. dude. It's so hot. It is hot Speaking out there. of hot, oh, yeah. look at this fitness hottie we got right here. The new yes. member of the YMCA. Somewhere we won't say. Well, you know what? After last week's revelation. Oh wait, you haven't been here last week's revelation. <laughs> I don't know when the fuck that thing's ever gonna come out. We're accepting but, the like, fact. I have to do exercise now yeah. to drive down my f- fucking cholesterol, which I don't know even why it's high. Yeah. But it, oh, my doctor told me last week. It. He, I found out. He goes, you know, both your parents had high cholesterol and 90% of that is hereditary. So what I love about my doctor is he breaks confidentiality and tells me what my parents had. And it made me feel much better. But I still am going to try to control it, you know? Yeah, yeah, But uh, so I did do a Zumba class. Now, I want to point out that Zumba is really hard. It is all these steps that are pre-planned that I didn't know exist. I thought you just go in there and dance. (laughs) And we're talking about just vulnerability. Free, free yeah, I thought it was just like, hi. Uh, well, it's been around like Stevie Nicks. Yeah. So all of a sudden she's like, okay. And she's really kind. And she's like, okay, like we're going to start with salsa. And I'm like, what the? Uh, yeah. Then a merengue based one. And she goes, oh, just follow. It's okay. And I'm like, yeah. what? But I, when you were talking about vulnerability, I was like, oh my God, if you take a group fitness class and everyone else has been in this class for six years and already knows the routines, you have to be vulnerable. Yeah. You have to show that you are horrible. Because yeah. literally, I called my manager afterwards and I said, Maggie, I have to tell you, I honestly, now, <laughs> if you had walked by that room, you'd have said, how is that disabled lady doing? So <laughs> I literally look like I was handicapped. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, and you know what? That's okay. They're like, is yeah. that Lisa so Lampanelli? Yeah. yeah. What and, happened and, to and her? how did she become to have stroke on one side? But I really looked so horrible, but CNN. I sweated yeah. the whole hour and I was like, good. So it like the whole idea of being like feeling vulnerable enough, excuse me, vul- you're right about the pronunciation, yeah, yeah, yeah. vulnerable enough <laughs> to walk in yeah. and actually follow through. And yes, it helped that I knew the teacher and I knew somebody in there. So yeah. imagine walking in by yourself, you yeah. know? So I, I mean, when you talk about going to the meetings and having to show up, I mean, first of all, before I continue, I will say great job, you guys, on doing that whole segment without being like, oh, I have to get a laugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you really did remain vulnerable the whole time. So the good news is you absolutely stayed vulnerable. The bad news is, I've assessed you both. You're both trans. <laughs> I think you're both big yes, girls. <laughs> no, see, I, I had to go it. to a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how the topic came up. Because yeah. no one can give. And you know what? You, 
Bo, you told a short version of the story of how this topic yeah. came up. It came up because you literally said to Nick, you put your arm around his shoulders, <laughs> or maybe this is just my fantasy, but you had just been to a bachelorette party. I mean, a bachelor party. <laughs> no, sorry. And, and you go, you he know. He was a stripper. I, I will tell you, you said those guys, you know, it was really tough because they were all doing blow and they were all drinking yeah. and, you know. It just really made me value my relationship and friendship I have with you, Nick. And Nick goes like suddenly to a joke because he can't yeah, maintain yeah, yeah. eye contact because that's such <laughs> I was a like, you're gay, dude. Yeah, 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 stop it. Let's make out. No, usually yeah. you don't do that. Yeah. You go right to making out with him. Yeah, yeah. Like, I do like the slow and then like. <laughs> yeah. So it's just another way of putting a wall up, but I get it. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's funny because you really went in hard on a vulnerable moment, but we yeah. all went to jokes. So I was like, okay. I had to go to the bathroom. So I go in the bathroom and I go, I kept thinking, oh, I want to bring up to them that we should do vulnerability. And yeah. then a joke would come to my mind instantly. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it is the hardest freaking thing to be. But oh, here's the good news is that all of our lack of wanting to be vulnerable is completely it's not hardwired. We're not born that way, but it's hard one and honestly one yeah. because we in the beginnings of our lives, whether it's infancy, teenagers, adolescence, whatever, we had to use lack of being open to survive. Yes. Cause you will not survive as a teenager if you are crying all the time or if you're emoting constantly yeah. things I think have gotten a little better, but that's probably just for like private school students or students who like, you know, are in a really accepting liberal school where yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. is questioning school. their gender and everything, yeah. which thank God there are places like that. But I think it's so, I'm sorry. It's harder for guys. Like yeah. it is, it, it, it was really hard for me. Me. Remember when you said comics can't be successful without being vulnerable. Yeah. Well, yeah. because <laughs> I was able to make millions of dollars and be super rich and famous with no vulnerability yeah. whatsoever, decided to be vulnerable. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that place sold no tickets. Yeah. And you just go, Oh, well, thank God I didn't invest in my own production. But yeah. the fact is, you wow. go, wow, I showed who I was. And yes, it still had laughs. Yeah. But people don't want you when they already see you as a certain thing. They don't want to shift their perception of you. They're not yeah. comfortable with that vulnerability yeah. unless they're true, true fans and vulnerable right. themselves. Yeah. So, you know, that's why it is hard. And and when you talk, about about being in the meetings and trying to get a laugh. Yeah. I found it so funny that you can't get a laugh on stage, but you'll try <laughs> In AA meetings. I mean, whatever. You got to get it are. somewhere. Yeah. But I had a friend too. I have a friend now who goes to Al-Anon and she always says to me, oh my God, Lisa. <laughs> it's Nick's mother. No, yeah. dead mother. No. She's dead. Uh, no. She's dead. Starts crying. Yeah. I really hurt my feelings, Lisa. No. Uh, my and mother was from like, Yonkers. I close. fucking killed that room. She uses it as an open mic. And part of me's like, well... Not to caretake her, I'm not going to say, is that really what you should be doing? Yeah. Because as a recovering advice giver, you know, she doesn't need to hear that from me. Yeah. She'll discover it when she needs to. But I would imagine that's a really 
commonly used defense mechanism, yeah. you know, like planning out your story and going, oh, I bet I could say this. That's a quick 10. Yeah. And when you have, they tell you at the beginning of a meeting, we each have, um, it's a, uh, we have um, lots of people here, so we have uh, about two minutes each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they ask some asshole to keep time, yeah, yeah. which fucking sucks. <laughs> so you have to kind of plan out your set. They're yeah. giving you the light. You're like, yeah, nah, I got you're like, more. No, no, I got to no, punch I this up. Get. Yeah. So did you, when did that shift for you? How long were you trying to get laughs at AA before you decided that's not really Almost serving? a full year. Almost wow. a full year, yeah. Um, I hear that a lot, by the way, about therapy, too. People go to therapy, and like Howard Stern talks about it openly, how he tried, he went to therapy, and for the first few years, he was like planning out what he'd say to the guy to make him laugh. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah, the shrink yeah. finally said, you know, are you going to get real? Yeah. Because that's it, healing. Yeah, because it's just, it's just easier. And it's, and it's also like, uh, a way for you just not to, to think about it. It's like, oh, it's an exercise almost. Yep. Um, but the way that I found that I was like, oh, I got to do this was uh, this guy came up to me after a meeting one day and he was like, he was like, you know, uh, everybody seems to like you and, yeah. uh, you know, you may get a, get a lot of laughs in the room, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I guess they see somebody that's very charming and, and sweet. But what I see is somebody that's going to die. Yeah. And I was like. See, you know? I don't see the charm, but yeah. he did. God bless him. He wanted to pipe you. He totally wanted to pipe you after you bought him a side salad. That's what I'm just saying. That's my move now. Yeah. Well, who can blame you? Side salad suck me. <laughs> no, but it's true. It's like, wow, well, we, in your case, it's death. In a lot of our cases, it's just like you will have surface friendships that don't really connect the rest of your life. Yeah. And that's really freaking hard. Like I had a shrink once, uh, he dealt mostly with comedians and he said to me, cause I was like, you know, I really, oh, I love my brother and I just wish I could like call and just say, I love you, but he'll think yeah. I have cancer. And he's like, well, like, what do you mean? I go, cause if you call somebody out of the blue and say, Hey, I'm just calling and I'm going to tell you, I love you. Like, I had a dream. What, you call people? Like, oh my god! He Facetimes me and does it once in a while. I have a. I had a dream. Never did it to me. I had a dream the other night. We know I don't like Facetime. Uh, yeah, that's true. We've talked about this. <laughs> I had a dream the other night where I my brother died, mm-hmm. and I woke up at five a.m. and called him. You have to stop calling people at five. First of all, you don't have to do. That's every the only time impulse. you wake up early ever. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. five a.m. I just called him. He was like, "What's up, man?" I was like, "I just want to say I love you." I kill you. Just, <laughs> don't fucking. I did that do to that. my grandmother once, but she was up because you know she's but older. She was, she was yeah. dead already. <laughs> It's so, no, I mean, it's She's healthy, but on. I mean, it's almost like at that point, it's like, you have to look at a clock <laughs> because it's that point, like a little self-serving and pushing your shit on know, it. Yeah. But I, I admire that you do it. Yeah. And you know, I think even women develop these things early on because you were talking about, you know, sports movies and that kind yeah. of thing. I remember, okay. My father was absolutely the most sensitive, great guy. He was humble. He was an artist. He was like the typical gentleman who ballroom yeah. danced. He had the little pockets, not a pocket square. I mean, you know, the kind of guy who like be like, if you're crying, there's a handkerchief. Yeah, 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 I yeah. mean, it's just totally old school. So we always had a sensitivity, but I think he was so scared of showing it or having us be hurt that he would show it a lot. But then I remember we were watching and I probably was like 10. Yeah. And I remember exactly where I was. I was laying on the couch and everybody was sitting in the family room and we were watching. Oh, 
we were watching Brian's song. Oh, God. Brian's song well, that's a, is literally that's... the one movie Kevin yeah. James on King of Queens talks yeah. about how it's the one movie even guys are allowed oh, to cry God. at. Yeah. Well, if you can I believe this, time. just so that I think he wouldn't cry, I'm crying. Of course, I'm a 10-year-old girl. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, who, who, who died? Brian Piccolo. Yeah. Yep. He's fucking dying. And Gail Sayers is like emoting and everything. And um, my dad looks at me and pointed me and laugh. So it came from a really yeah. oh. weird source. It was the source you'd never expect yeah. it from. If it had been my mom who was more of a joker yeah. and who was a rager and stuff, I would have expected it and it doesn't hurt as much. Yeah. So what's interesting is I think if the person if it comes out of nowhere like like if a friend does it to you versus yeah. an enemy in school you, you get so thrown you're like oh my oh, oh my yeah. god oh my god oh my god like I, I it's a shame and i still find it really difficult even when i got married the second time wouldn't hardly ever cry in front of jimmy yeah. I mean you can't be in a relationship unless you're both equally vulnerable or unvulnerable right I mean, if you're both walls, great. Right. You know, have your shitty <laughs> fucking relationship. But if you're, if you're both, both walls, yeah, yeah it's I like, like that. that's fine, you know? Two walls make a house, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, do so, you a homeless person? Yeah, it's more of a lean a to. Lean to? Oh, oh, look at each other's eyes. But yeah, it's like really hard to do things like, like, uh, you know, really tell somebody how you feel if you yeah. go, well, they're going to laugh at me. Yeah. Because I'm so. I don't think anyone's ever laughed at me again for crying, but that was so impactful yeah. because it came from the person I trusted the most. And honestly, he never did anything like that again. It was a, it was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. So I clearly forgave him and I don't hold it against anybody, but dude, like you're, we won this trait from the wrong place. Yeah. It's so true that it's somebody that is close to you mm. that you don't expect it from that hurts you the most. Right? I remember I was walking uh, it was in middle school and I was with a couple of my friends and we were walking up to the another group of friends who I didn't really know very well, mm. but I knew that they were going to be nice to them and all of a sudden we we're all going to hang out. Yeah. So they walk up and they give them high fives and I go, oh yeah, and I go I up to the high fives and, and then no one like gave me a high five. And then my friend looked at me and he was like, Bo thinks he's in with these guys. And I was like... Oh and it was God. because my friend said it of course. and he like pointed out that I was on the outside now all of a sudden it just broke me and I remember running into the bathroom and crying and yeah. drinking <laughs> no because I, I think, my little nips yeah. yes. but, but isn't that, that and that's actually why I became huge enemies with Patrice O'Neill because he was Mr. I'm going to be so real on stage yeah. but off stage I remember we had this one night where none of those guys were at the fucking cellar so there was right. no colin quinn there were no big shots there yeah and i was passed at the cellar and just kind of it was maybe the first three months so i didn't yeah. really know too many people but i was like i knew patrice was mean but i was like kind of just sitting there and patrice came over and he was talking about being really upset about some girl he was seeing he was super sad so he was so yeah. fucking real and the next night we had this like hour-long conversation so I'm like under the impression, not that yeah. we're friends, but at least we're friendly. Yeah. I walk in the next day and I go, hey, Patrice. And he goes, don't think we're friends because of last oh, night. Oh, God. But dead serious in front of all those fucking assholes. 
And I was just like, and you know, you, you have that gut punch moment yeah. where you're so ashamed that you allowed yourself to be taken in. Yeah. Where you're so ashamed of like needing anything except jokey bullshit, yeah. comedy seller, mean table people. Right. I'm like, wow. So again, did he apologize to me at the end of his life? Yes. So I'm not mad. I don't hate yeah. him. I, am I sad he's dead? I'd be lying if I said uh, <laughs> yes. And I, you know, he would love that. Yeah, so yeah. the fact is, yeah. it's really when it comes from something, a source that you don't expect it, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. But I think a lot of it too is the reason we develop it. Yes. Why do we keep doing it? And yeah. I think it's always to avoid some kind of pain. So if 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 I say to you, Bo, okay, let's reenact. Okay, at the very beginning, you talked about your mom. Yes. Your mom said, <laughs> she, you said, she, mom's driving you crazy. Yes. What? So she calls you up and she asks what? She goes, well, how's everything going? Okay, you you're, wait, wait. <laughs> you're going to be your mom. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to be vulnerable Bo, who even though mom doesn't sound like she's done a lot to earn feelings and vulnerability <laughs> she's a mess uh i'm gonna be so mean Bo and try yeah to be vulnerable so i'm gonna be Bo. yeah i'm gonna you ring the phone i'm gonna All put right. down my enormous carton of goldfish and With my what and by the way does he really eat dried apricots I yeah. love them at the moment. He was eating chocolate I love, I love when people with weight issues, because I'm one of them, um, buy healthy food, but then just binge the whole thing. So it's as many calories as have, oh, it's have a, a thing scoop from of Stu Leonard's. Oh, yeah. It's a big... I love Nick, them, you yeah. never have to explain how much food this guy eats, because <laughs> look at him. It's just funny, because it was on cam... We are FaceTiming, and he's like, dude! He's, he's, he's girthy. Yeah, no, I don't care. Uh, okay. It was great. All okay. right, so here All we right. go. Right. I'm going to be... Well, um, ring the phone. Go ahead. Ring, 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 ring. Hello. Hey, Bo. Um, it's your mother just calling. Um, how are things Hi, going? How what? are things going over there? Are you, are you like, are you doing okay? Like financially? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Um, Mom, wait, slow down. Am I doing okay financially? Yeah, like you know, I just I I get worried. I, I you know, I, I I just like are are you okay? Is that you okay, anything? Mom? Let me just say I love you. Okay. But I need you to slow down just a little bit. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. okay. So, Mom, first, let's take the first question. You okay. said, are you okay financially? You know what? I'm not really sure. I no. have a lot of expenses. Mm. At this point, I have a few dollars in savings. I'm super lucky the pawnbroker mm. paid me back uh, <laughs> at the AMA meeting because he owed me 800 smackers. But yeah. I did spend it all at the diner because I'm fat. Oh. Um, and I don't... I, by the way, Mom... I really appreciate you asking me because it shows you care, yeah, I but care. I can't tell you that I'm a hundred percent great financially, but it's, I feel it's manageable and nothing to really worry about. Okay. Well, I, you know, I, I was just worried and I thought I, I... that's really nice of you, but honestly, I don't think you need to worry about me as much as your other fucking son. No, <laughs> um, I don't think you, and I, I appreciate the worry cause I know that's love. I do. I, I just love you, Bo. And I know. I just want to make sure you're okay. And, you know, are, are you seeing anybody? Like, is, are there any girls? Well, Mom, any you know, girls? it's so funny. You know, I bought this girl a side salad. <laughs> and she piped me. Oh, well, okay. Do you think... Uh, well, you Mom, think I'm just being vulnerable her? telling you this because I feel like 
if a daughter, if a son and a mom can't talk about piping, what can they talk about? Oh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, speaking I, of which, have you been piping dad? <laughs> because maybe be less of a pussy faggot. <laughs> you're being out of control. You're, you're very scary oh, mom, now. I'm sorry. You know what? That was my way of pushing you away. And uh, I apologize. Mom, sincerely listen. Are you listening? I'm listening. I'm, I really am sorry. Uh, that was wrong of me. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. I you love know you. you scare me, Bo. I know I do. And yeah. you know what? I don't blame you because I was a handful, but I, I hope to not always be. You were very scary. I'm kind of two hands full because I'm fat <laughs> and I eat things. Well, you, you're working on it and, and uh, I know that you're working on oh, it. Thank you, Mom. Listen, I got to go. Because okay. Lisa says I have to have boundaries with the uh, amount of phone calls I have okay, with but, you. But can I call you tomorrow? You know what? How about I call you? Wouldn't that be cute? Oh, okay, but you say that, but then. Well, no, I'm actually going to do it. I'm writing it in my book right now. All right, all right. You call then. All right. I love you. I love you. Okay. Bang. Bang. Bang girl. <laughs> okay, like, why not just fucking. I mean, that wasn't terrible, was no, it? No, it was just that. Put her bad. in a home, dude. Yeah, stop it. They just. A retirement be community. Heard. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. just want to be heard. Because what's the worst that could happen? She'd start crying. You start crying. Who cares? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. at least you're being honest instead of going, oh, this fucking bitch. <laughs> or being on the phone and like rolling your eyes and having a panic attack. Isn't it yeah. better just to be like, I don't know. I'm Sometimes I'm not okay. Yeah, yeah. But it so is easier. what holds you back from doing that? What are you afraid will happen? Well, I just, I'm afraid that my mother will think that like, I'm not doing well or that like I'm out of control. She already has painted that picture of you. I know, she but always, I always want to change it. You know what I mean? You can't. I know. So you're trying to protect yourself and your mother. You can't yes. protect anyone else. You're interrupting her journey. Your journey is towards vulnerability. And yeah. I'm going to say something that sounds really, it's going to sound stupid and you guys are going to laugh and I don't care. <laughs> but Nick said when he was doing the exercise, how he quote lost it. And I'm like, it's, Oh, this is so freaking, it's not G-A-F, but <laughs> you're really gaining something. You're not losing something. So right. if you lost it when you did that, that's actually a step forward. Yeah. Because in say, say the saying, I, it. I know I wrote that down <laughs> and I know like you guys think that's queer, but it's true. That's actually kind of cool. Because <laughs> like when you it's think cool. about it, you gained vulnerability. You gained perspective into your life. Right. So whenever you think of crying is losing it, Go, yeah, but did I gain something? If you cry in front, look, we're all adults now. If we cry in front of the wrong person and they make fun of us, first of all, you it's guys could, them. you, and also you could punch Fuck them. Off. Yeah, yeah. True. And you okay. could be like, well, I was just being vulnerable and you're just not my type of person. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So well, I I'm think. perfect and kick them in the. Yeah, but probably hey, well, not. Oh we... my God. Sorry, sorry. He's so scary. I, I mean, well, the fact is, like, look. I mean, it's just a way of pushing people away right. yeah. to make the joke, or right. there's a reason Billy Joel has a song, leave, leave a Tender Moment Alone. We can't always just be pushing it away with a laugh. No, we can't. Because I, I remember, okay, in, uh, which was it? I was in a food rehab this yeah. time. Okay, so food rehab, I remember I was sitting there in a meeting, and it was 12-step based, Yeah, and they said... Um, you have to wear a sign. It ha it's going to say, if I make a joke, call me on it. Oh, Which, the value of wearing signs <laughs> yeah. is, I mean, I don't know, I love that tool. It's very dehumanizing. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. And the whole idea, though, but it is going me. well. If somebody gently says, you're making a joke, what are you trying to push away? 
That makes yeah. a lot of sense. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I mean, it's clearly viewed by people who specialize in addiction, and they're right, as the enemy of growth. Yes. Like, make people laugh for a living, but off stage, we don't have to go there. So yeah. I think it's an important thing to just go, okay, we don't need to always be joking around. Absolutely. There was another um, rehab. Uh, I, I never went, but I was talking to a friend who went, and they made them do this exercise. It was all men. Made them do this exercise where they'd sit like six feet apart, and they'd have to stare into each other's dude, eyes. <laughs> dude, let me tell you about staring into eyes. I used to run once I... I uh, <laughs> once I did, once I retired from comedy, I was like, oh, I'm going to like lead this. I created this workshop about yeah. food and body image issues. I did it at Kripalu and oh, we wow. tested it at my house with a bunch of women and gay guys because straight guys never show up for that shit. <laughs> so we're sitting there and there's this exercise. Is there going to be a spread or what's going on? Yeah, it's, Is there it's, a game on? Yeah. I don't, actually, there was a straight guy who came and like went to the third floor just to watch a game. I said, you do that. We're going to be vulnerable down here. So you had to go around the room and honestly, it is a the greatest exercise because it's really to bring people to know we're all the same yeah literally you walk really fast i know i lost you there Bo, because you don't walk <laughs> but you like walk really work. fast like, as busy. if you're in like grand central station and you're working up a sweat and you're walking walking and they go stop turn to the person closest to you look in their eyes and the leader reads these statements oh my god they start pretty mild like this person has dreams this person has goals. This person, yeah. Well, when they say, yeah, this person wants to be loved. When they, then they do it again. And I mean, some people are who are very used to feeling vulnerable will cry immediately yeah. or whatever. Then they do it again and again. And like the last one is that always gets everybody is this person has had their heart broken. This person has failed. You're just like, wow. So the staring plus the statements is huge, yeah. but it's an exercise in going, we're all the same. We're yeah. not going to get anywhere by not looking, but there's always someone who can't, like yeah. I'll get always partnered with some douche who can't look me in the eyes, Who's right. which I get it. That's hard to hold. Is it usually a guy? Oh uh, no, a lot of women really? are really oh, walled yeah. up because you have to armor up when you leave the house. Brene yeah. Brown calls it armoring up. You. Put on your best clothes and your you, sports bra. Yeah, and you, you just go for it. Have it on right now. And your ponytail and you take it on. See, I would think I would think women would be better at that. No, like, no, I guarantee when you, you they're see, better. Yeah. But straight guys, I imagine, are horrible at this most straight guys. Yeah. There's never a blanket statement. But boy, that's combining two freaking things that's rough. Yeah. And oh, I think yeah. it's all they're afraid to be laughed at. I get it. And then yeah. we just got to go, yeah, but what is the worst that could happen? That's yeah. the whole thing about it, too. Bo, yeah. if you were honest with mom, if you, Nick, if you were honest with that girl, like the way you said, oh, you know, well, that hurts my feelings. You go, what's the worst that can happen? What's the best that can happen? And it's usually somewhere in between. Yeah. Like the worst thing that can happen. What's the worst that can happen if you're actually honest with a girl who hurts your feelings about your dad's job? I guess like if I'm in a relationship, it would be like, oh, we'd break up with me okay. or lose her or Great. whatever. What's the best thing that could happen? <laughs> There's a lot of good things that could happen from that. Right. Like I would feel comfortable that I said my piece and if she didn't accept it, then I would have, I'd be like, okay, then nope, I can't. No, but she did accept it. She did. Ex yeah. yeah what's she the best thing that could happen? relationship gets better she accepts me for who i am or my family she re really respects you really yeah, respect, yeah pretty soon yeah. within five years it'll be four little nick juniors <laughs> running around so 
But so what we're Each probably... gayer than the last. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm absolutely going to have a gay son. Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> I and hope so, though. But, but usually it's not going to be that bad. It's not going to be that good. It's probably going to be somewhere in between where, where she says something like, oh, God, I totally understand. And um, I'll just try not to anymore. Yeah. You know, or whatever. And it's like, wow, that's progress anyway. Because yeah. we're always afraid the other shoe's going to drop. And oh, my God, suppose I show who I am. Yeah, there'll be those people who roll their eyes and are like, yeah. I'm a fucking douche. And then we go, well, I guess that's not right for me. Yeah. So it's fear, fear, fear overtaking us. And are we want we do we want to be run by fear or by love? Yeah. I think. Always love. Yeah. yeah. You know, we were watching, uh, Nick sent me the, the trailer of the Sopranos movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, check this shit out. Because I was like, oh, I've got to talk about this in our vulnerability thing. Yeah. I am watching the trailer and I'm like, why the fuck am I crying? Wow. That is a not yeah, tear jerky <laughs> freaking movie. That shit is hardcore. I know, yeah, I guess. This I know. guy's getting murdered. Well, Go ahead. I'm watching. Yeah. And okay, I think the, on the first level it was, oh my God, I will never be an actor like them. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe there's such talent out there and I'm not one of them. So again, vulnerability. Yeah. I look further into I watch it again. And it says from the creator of the Sopranos, David Chase, and I start bawling. Cause I was in a movie that David Chase did. He cast me as his fucking aunt when he was growing up. Yeah. And then I he liked me so much he goes, Can you audition for the main character of the mom? So his mom's character. I came in, I did a great audition, and I got the aunt part. I wasn't definitely, oh, thank God, I didn't get that mom part. I yeah. would have made a fool out of myself. Well, <laughs> I see this name David Chase yesterday, and I remembered it triggered all the memories of coming home from every day on that shoot, going, I suck. Yeah. I'm the worst actor. He hates me. He doesn't give me any direction. It must yeah. be because he knows I'm hopeless. I'm a piece of shit. I'll never act again. And David Chase hates me. Pretty much, I'm the only one who watched the Sopranos trailer yesterday, and my first thought was, I have ruined my relationship with the biggest fucking yeah. TV creator the last however many years. Yeah, and it was a mourning and a sadness, and I'm like, but that's good to. We have to explore why we're tearing up yeah. and being vulner vulnerable, or we're just fucking crying all the time for no reason. Yeah. Do you feel like that's true though? Do you feel like you did ruin your relationship with David Chase, or you? I have no idea because I didn't fact check it. Or is it, it just like him. you're right? Right. I did not. And my friend Darlene, who's an actor, and I told her about it today. She goes, first of all, she goes, every time I did a movie or a TV show, I've thought I was a piece of shit. Had yeah. more fun in the audition. And I've watched it and I've been great. And she goes, did you watch? I go, yes. She goes, were you good? I go, yes. And she goes, then I guess he really yeah, didn't have anything to say about it. Yeah. It's probably one of those things that are just in your head. I know. And yeah. so I think, but the good thing is when you can watch something and it could touch you and you can explore why, then it's better to not just go to, I'm just being a fucking pussy, probably yeah. crying because The Sopranos was a great show. Yeah, shove it like, down. Yeah, and the thing is, also, we use that dehumanizing language all the time, especially men of going, I'm just a pussy. Yeah. Uh, sorry, man, I don't mean to be a pussy, but I really fucking love you as a friend. Yeah. Like, it's like, you don't have to be a pussy to tell somebody you value their friendship. Right. You know, and, yeah. but it's still really hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, that tra I mean, that trailer got me emotional in a Unless weird you way. you're a pussy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. No, I wonder why did it get you vulnerable? For me, I look at 
I looked at like the you know the young his son by the way Gandolfini's son plays oh him God, for those yeah. of you <laughs> plays a young Tony Soprano, but they're talking about all his potential and that right. he's a his IQ he's a genius he has like yeah. a genius yeah. IQ, and you're like, oh man he could have avoided a life of so much shit had he just applied himself to like school and college and got a normal job and like. I started thinking about like, what if he went the other way? Wouldn't if he wouldn't have panic attacks and he would have been a better person. And well, like, maybe yeah. you're feeling that about yourself for sure. So it's Talks not about really about Tony shit. Soprano. Right. Why do you think any movie that resonates with us resonates? Cause that character is going through a similar struggle. You know, anything you watch, someone that didn't apply themselves in high even school. Even if it's a comedy. Yeah. 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 Oh, I think it's heartbreaking that Gandolfini died so young and his son. Well, I got to tell you, when I was shooting that movie, he played, <laughs> it was three scenes, David Chase movie. Yeah. So we're at the table. It was three scenes. I was at two Thanksgivings and a Christmas, right? So this uh, Gandolfini's yeah, two yeah. down from me. I'm sitting next to Bobby Fanaro, who plays, he's in The Sopranos too. So he's next to me as my husband. Gandolfini's at the head of the table. <laughs> I'll tell you, that guy could put it away. When yeah. you have a scene where you're eating, this was before my surgery, yeah. so I could eat whatever I wanted, and it was good fucking food. Yeah. It's Thanksgiving and Christmas food. But you're full after yeah. 20 fucking David Chase takes. <laughs> God forbid it wouldn't be fucking at all unperfect. <laughs> Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ. You're eating and you got to just start pushing it around your plate. Yeah, like yeah. Literally, you'll see people in the Golden Girls and just and any show just pushing food around <laughs> their plate because you have so many takes. Yeah. This Gandolfini. He's just eating. I he heard never that. stopped. No, I heard that in The Sopranos, too. There's guys that <laughs> yeah, he just put it away. <laughs> put it the fuck away. And, you know, the funny thing is, because I was so legendary as a comic back then, that when I walked on set, I was somebody new who people heard of. So they were all excited. Like the crew was like going yeah, nuts. Yeah. And Gandolfini says to me, we were at the table because he's like a, the big star. So he walks in and he sits down and he goes to me, hey, Jimmy. And I go, Lisa. And he goes, see, I was afraid to touch you bottle because I thought he might have sweaty hands. He and does. Being His vulnerable. knees are sweaty as fuck. It's know, killing me. Well, stop touching. I'm looking at me. So Gandolfini says to me, uh, yeah, Jimmy, hey, I'm Jimmy. Yeah. And I go, uh, uh, Lisa, hi. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God, he's like a big star. And he's hot in person because yeah, yeah. who doesn't love a fat, troubled guy? Yeah. And uh, yeah, Bo, you should have much more <laughs> luck with women. Uh, so you just have to target the right ones. Anyway, yeah. we'll talk about that some other we'll point. Yeah. Laser focus. So Laser he goes, focus. Jimmy, he goes, uh, I heard you're very funny. I heard that you're a great act. I don't watch comedy myself. But I, uh, my assistant loves you. It's this, you yeah. know, uh, straight guy, I think, white guy. So I go, oh, how can I get this Gandolfini to watch my HBO special? So I said, ah, it's the assistant. Yeah. So I go in the trailer one day. I bring my fucking tape and uh, tape, uh, yeah, the DVD. Yeah. And I go, hey, Jimmy said, James said you like me or whatever. He goes, oh, yeah. And so I go, <laughs> maybe you could like watch it together. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> So instead of me just saying to him, like, yeah. I really wish you watched. But also, honestly, it hurt my feelings that he never heard of me. Yeah. Actually, he heard of me, never watched me. Yeah. So what's funny about it is instead of me being vulnerable, obviously in that moment, you're like, oh, well, Jim, that kind of hurts my feelings. Yeah. I go on Letterman and I go, I just did a movie with, I went to promote yeah, yeah. the movie. I said, again, Ophelia, no idea I was. 
Yeah. So I said to him, hey, <laughs> I heard I was working, doing a movie with an annoying guy from HBO. I thought it was Larry David. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to make a joke about yeah. it. And I get that that's showbiz. What was I going to say yeah. to David Letterman? Yeah. And that yeah. kind of hurt me. <laughs> I mean, I should have. It could have probably like, gone. Oh, well, all right. Okay. Yeah. Or it could have gone in a really good direction, too. Yeah. So I think even with comedy, you guys, it's good to mind the vulnerable stuff. Because you're just going to get to a better joke, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And Bo, that's why I think I told you, go deeper. Mm-hmm. You start out with this great premise, and you stop with one punchline. So go deeper. Get the vulnerable stuff. Say how you really feel, and then fucking yeah. you know, see what you could add on. You're pretty vulnerable by showing your character, which I like better. Hmm. You know what I mean? Not better than you, but yeah. better than not showing it. Right. So, and I heard, like, it, vulnerability can never turn bad on us whether it's in the job or in the thing yeah and it won't always lead to crying no yeah we think we'll never stop crying we yeah. always stop crying yeah you know you yeah, eat. That, uh, <laughs> that's true <laughs> I, the grossest thing is crying and eating no, and yeah. taking a shower at the same time i think wow. we've learned a lot so i think we've learned a lot today vulnerability losing it or is it gaining it? Gaining. Because, vulner- <laughs> and honestly, vulnerability is not a weakness. It's a total strength. Because, I'm sorry, at this stage of our lives, we're old enough to go, that guy showed a feeling, that woman showed a feeling, yeah. I showed a feeling that was strong. Yeah. That wasn't weak. Weakness is <laughs> throwing it up yeah. at a bachelor party <laughs> like you two fucking assholes do. <laughs> So that's all I have to say about that. Thank you. Uh, we love you, Lisa. I love you. Oh, right. Let's each give ourselves yeah, yeah. a compliment, each other a compliment, <laughs> and oh, we have man. to do it and mean it. And we have to look into each laugh. other's eyes. We okay. have to look into okay. each other's eyes. Nick, <laughs> I'm really grateful that you put Duchess back into my life. I mean that because I love hot dogs. And it reminds me of the, all the happy memories I had with my parents at the Monroe Duchess. So thank you. I appreciate that. See, isn't that a nice compliment that on your really dad good. too? That was, yeah. Because your dad. I like that you like my dad too. When you told me, you go, your dad's great. And, oh, you yeah. come, and then you say, hey, Bob, what's up? Like that makes me feel good to be honest. Aww. That's, I guess that could be the compliment I give you. I but... guess you could shortchange me and use that. No, 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 no. The compliment no. I, I, I will give you is that you, you don't need to do any of this for us. I really don't. You are a successful millionaire. <laughs> Celebrity, multi, no, but multi. Oh, sorry. Okay. Do you? How do you feel about paying off a guy's loans? Um, no, but see, deflect with a joke. That's but okay. um, just the fact that you're taking the time to do this with us, and even the little things like when we have bad days, and you're like, "Come to my house and do stuff." Mm-hmm. Like that means a lot. Aww. That means a lot to me because I. That's how I've built friendships. Like it's the moments where you're not doing well, yeah. right? When yeah. you really know who your friends are. Yeah. It's not like all the you know fun parties. Well, it's it's when shits down. So, so when even was, when you come to my house and I'm not playing T Pain, <laughs> buy you a, a drink, drink or some yeah, shit. Buy you yeah. a drink. Well, and also T-Pain? I do have a window that I can't get the screen back in. So come over, <laughs> you guys. You're invited anytime over the holiday weekend to put no, my but, screen in. But really, I'm blown away yeah. by like even and another scenario where I had something going on with someone in the comedy world and you, I was getting mad about it and mm-hmm. you called me immediately to calm me down. Like that oh, yeah. blew me away as well. Uh-huh. I still think about that. So. Well, good. Thanks for answering and not making me FaceTime. 
because I don't like that. I don't I can't like be vulnerable only this guy FaceTime. I just like seeing your guys' face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was vulnerable. No, we don't need any compliments out of you. Well, I guess I should give Bo a compliment. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Bo, you are a gift, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because honestly, both of you guys are, because when my mom passed away, I have like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do for fun? And I'm like, oh my God, I have this new fun hobby of an unpaid podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Hobby. This is a hobby that gets me out of my head and grief and sadness. And I'm so lucky because I'm like, who would have thought millennials are actually not annoying? Yeah. Who would have thought millennials have feelings and that they say them? And I'm like, okay. So this helps me through grief, and I can't wait until grief is over so I can quit the podcast. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I, mean, I just want to add one real quick thing to that, because just quickly, because for those that don't know, her mother passed away the day before our live show. Oh, yeah. That yeah. really helped me, and by the way. Lisa still showed up and did another reason why again i was that was a badass away. move i will i will take ownership that no was that, a badass that, move. that absolutely blew me away it was yeah it was but incredible. also you know what's weird about that though nick texted me something like you know it's okay if you don't want to come and i felt kind of hurt because i go i bet he doesn't want me to come at all <laughs> see the stories no. no see the stories we make up in our head i mean nick yeah, not- that's why i don't want you to show up lisa hey, hey, hey yeah, bo bo, bo nick's used to women not coming <laughs> Okay, that was far enough from the compliment to be a job. Okay. All right, both two quick compliments because yours tend to ramble. Oh, yeah, but they will ramble a bit. Okay. I'll start with Lisa. Yes. I love you so much. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you have definitely given me, like, a lot of help. And, like, just the, the way that you're always, like, you know, you want to focus on her jokes. You want to focus on this stuff. And it's like mm-hmm. stuff that I'm like, why would she care? You know, like why? And, but like, I, I'm amazed. I just, I'm always like, wow, she actually does like me, you yeah. know, and she actually does want to be here. And that's incredible. And also the way you, you care for us. Like when, mm-hmm. when I show up and I'm like, yeah, I'm depressed today. And you're not like, you're not, you don't get on me. You don't get on him. It's it's all like I, I never am worried about you. Oh, that's you know good. what I mean. Like it's e- even when last week when Mr. Lou <laughs> made a mistake, like Mr. Lou, like as if you have a substitute teacher. Yeah, Is yeah. <laughs> no, but I was just so impressed with you that like you immediately were the most calm and like most centered person in the room, and like you brought that like positive energy, which mm-hmm. you know for me I just wasn't re- I wasn't there yet. So like you're teaching me how to hey, you know, be better. Thank you. Means a lot. And thirty years of practice. Yeah. No one's ever called me calm. But it had to work someday. It happened. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And by the way, well, you know, full disclosure, I'm always hoping you're going through something when we go to the diner because it ends up really funny. Yeah. It's so true. it ends up like really good material. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I don't hope you're in pain. No, yeah. But yeah. I'm always kind of driving up going, <laughs> oh, this probably will make it percolate really well. That's why they always say when you go to like an acting class or something and something's alive in you. Yeah. yeah so yeah. if you both came, and it came, <laughs> gross. If you both <sighs> showed up at a diner and we're a writing session and we're all like grounded and like, no, we both just did yoga. Uh. I'd be like, did you wrestle together? Because that's what we're going to talk about. We should wrestle. 
All right. Oh, you don't have now, to. Now to Nick. Okay, Nick. This is the big headlining moment. Nick. <sighs> you know, I uh, I met you right when we started doing comedy together. And right when I started to do comedy, I had just broken up with my girlfriend. You had just broken up with your girlfriend. And we needed purpose. We needed to find a thing. And we found a thing together. And when I met you, I didn't know that we were going to be this close. I didn't know that we were going to be this good of friends. But... Honestly, there's no other person in the world who could take the place that you take in my life. And I love you so much. Wow. Renee Brown would be proud of you, Bob. Oh, my God. We're all works in progress. All right, homosexuals, we have to go. I'm hungry. Love God, you. I'm starving. All right. Let's right. Emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> See you next week, bitches. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Losers with a Dream. We'll see you next week when you got more time to kill. Fucking hate these guys. <laughs> <laughs>